Hello and welcome to the Courage Project podcast. My name is Elise Vickers and today I have a special guest on named Carol Wirt. Carol is a career and life coach and founder of Carol Wirt Coaching. Through this calling, she helps individuals reconnect with the heart and soul of who they are to live purposeful lives and thrive in their careers. With more than 20 years of experience in career development and coaching, Carol brings a holistic and integrated approach to the work she does with clients. As a passionate coach, she has always been inspired by the insight, courage, and potential we hold within us to achieve or get through anything in life. She is deeply honored to do this life's work and eternally grateful for the privilege of serving the clients who invite her into their lives. Now, I want to quickly tell the story of how Carol and I met because it was quite the serendipitous coming together. I truly believe we had a soul contract and the universe brought us together in this lifetime. So we connected originally through a mutual friend who we were both very close with named Jana, who also was the first guest on this podcast. If you haven't listened to that already, she was on episode three. But we connected through Jana. We ended up messaging a little bit on Instagram. And I brought up the potential idea of having her on the podcast. And we decided to have a little chat first before to actually get to know each other. So we hopped on a Zoom call, had the most beautiful talk. Honestly, you know those connections where you just, the first time you meet, you feel like you've known each other for a lifetime? Absolutely. We just had this, <laughs> yeah, we just had this soul connection. And after our beautiful conversation, we were just discussing a little bit of where we were from. And I ended up saying, you know, it's it's a small town I'm from. Most people don't know what it is. And she was like, yeah, me too. And at the same time, we both said the same small town, which was just insane because to put it into perspective, this town has a population of about 3,500 people. So it was very unlikely. And it really just goes to show the fact that we were really truly meant to meet in this lifetime. And with all of that aside, I want to welcome with my most sincere pleasure, Carol, to the Courage Project podcast. Thank you so much, Elise. And I just, I love that story. I'll never forget the moment when we both said it and literally at the exact same time. And, you know, it just shows the universe meant us to meet and do this together and stay connected, right? Absolutely. And I just want to say too, I'm loving your podcasts. I've just, they're just so incredible. And I learned something so valuable, you know, every single time I listen to one. So you're, you're doing an incredible job. Thank you so much, Carol. That means a lot coming from you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. This is my first podcast, though, so I want to share that, too, because, uh, yeah, it's new. And at first, when I was talking with Elise about it, I was like, oh, that scares me. Yes, I'm going to do it because that's my new my new mantra is like, that scares me. Yes, and I'm going to do it. So <laughs> be gentle with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my best. No, it was so, I loved that conversation too, where you were like, I just got to witness you step into your power and mm. overcome that, that fear and be like, okay, yeah, 
I'm going to do this because Mm -hmm. I'm afraid of it. Yeah, thank you. So I mentioned briefly in the beginning that Carol is a life coach, which honestly is a title that I don't even fully believe speaks to the expansiveness and the potency of the work that she does. But Carol, can you give us a little deeper insight into what exactly you do in your role as a coach and what it is that pulls you to do this type of work? Absolutely. And thank you for saying that, Elisa. You know, I agree. We're we're society driven by titles. You know, what do you do? Right. And so we can't always capture, I think, the breadth of the work we we generally do, but it is a way that we organize Mm -hmm. our world. So I'll try to capture it as best I can. And so um, as a coach, I work with individuals who are going through a transition in their life or who want to be more purposeful in their life and career. And the way I really put it is that I help people reach the highs in their life and work through the lows, because that's what life is really made of, is those highs and lows and getting to them or getting through them. Sometimes we need a little support with that. And so this might be a woman going through a divorce or an individual wanting to change their career or a leader or entrepreneur who wants to be more intentional in the way they carry out their business But at the core of everything I do is really this foundational belief that when you get really deeply rooted in who you are and honor who you are authentically, you can change, improve, or heal any area of your life. And so my role as a coach is to really partner with you and hold that space for you to really connect with or reconnect with that person, you know, and the wisdom and courage and potential that we all have within us to really achieve um, anything personally and professionally. And I love the question you asked, what pulls me to this work? And I was thinking, you know, really thinking about this and, you know, what it comes down to every time for me is that there is just something so special about being invited into someone's life and to witness them in all their forms, in their realness, their rawness, their purpose, their potential. And when you really get to witness that and the incredible transformation that can occur in someone when they get deeply connected to who they are and their essence and their expansiveness, like it's, it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, I've always been really comfortable in those spaces with others, particularly when they're in fragments or going through something really, really difficult because it's in those moments when people are really vulnerable and real that that greatest transformation comes. And to be part of that, oh, there just aren't words to describe that. And I'm so honored to be able to do that. Mm. I can feel the passion mm. in your voice as you speak. That's so special. Mm. And I love that piece about honoring yourself and really getting to know yourself and connecting with yourself mm. because. I think that that's often what we are missing today. I think we're oftentimes in this busy society missing that deep connection with ourselves and we underestimate the power and potency that that connection with ourselves actually holds in us living a fulfilling life and having an impact on the world. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And you've lived experiences that really show you personally how important and the potency of that true right yeah that's so true 
It's yeah. It comes through experience for sure. You get to understand that it does actually hold so much power. It does. And it's actually, I think, the foundation for living, you know, a meaningful life. I think if you don't do that, it's, I think we just kind of go through the motions sometimes. So I think it's pretty critical. Yeah. And I often say that too, that it really is having that connection with yourself is the foundation from which you can have a connection with others that goes beyond that surface level that actually reaches depths. And it, like you said, it's foundational for not only your other relationships, but just all other areas of your life too. And you don't quite understand what you're missing out until you actually experience that depth too. Yeah, absolutely. So were you always inclined to work in service of people in the way that you do today? Or how did you step into your life's work as a coach? Oh, that's a that's a big question. And I, <laughs> I think it's so interesting when you have the vantage point of time to look back and see how things have unfolded in your life and career, right? And, you know, and mm-hmm. as you mentioned, you know, I've been doing this for more than 20 years, and dare I say, even close to 30 years. And so in looking back at that, <laughs> it's it's really interesting. And, and, you know, for long as I can remember, though, you know, people have seemed to be drawn to sharing their thoughts and their feelings and emotions with me. And I was very comfortable with them doing that. And I remember going back into my late teens and early early 20s and we're talking the 80s here uh, (laughs) when I was making you know some decisions about university and so you know with that trade I had you know I thought and many people said you should become a psychologist right the shoulds when you're when you're that age Mm -hmm. and so I thought oh okay you know I'd never heard of this thing called life coaching at the time and I thought that might be a really good way to apply this this sort of inherent trait that I had and so you know, I, I went and got my undergrad, which took me six years. And then after that, I thought, oh, the thought of grad school, it was just too much for me. And so I decided not to pursue it. But then I had no plan or any idea of what I would, air quotes, be, right? And I think there's mm. so much pressure and expectation when you're younger, especially, and even throughout your life to be, air quotes, <laughs> something, like <laughs> as if you're not already something, right? And so then yeah. I was... You know, I don't know if they had career centers at the time, and if they did, I wasn't aware of it. And so I was left not knowing what I was going to be or do with my life. And I had no idea because all my focus had been being a psychologist. And then so I I decided, well, maybe I'll get my education degree and become a teacher because then I know what I'm going to be. So fast forward two years to that degree in my internship and having this revelation that this is not a good fit for me. There is no way... I can, you know, do this career well and be good for others in it. And so, wow, there I was eight years into post-secondary and still have no clue what I'm going to do. And I was living in Saskatoon at the time and my partner then and I, we wanted to move to Calgary. So I got on a bus and I pulled out the want ads. So yes, that's how long ago, paper want ads. And (laughs) I was pulled towards this job that was a a vocational evaluator. And so it was working with individuals with barriers to employment and mental health disorders. You know, I got that job and that's actually what launched me into the field of career development all those years ago. And, you know, I didn't kind of ever even think of that field, but this opportunity brought me there. And so, 
you know, looking back at that first job, it really tied to my pull towards psychology, my pull towards, you know, the educational pieces. And then, you know, just from there, it grew and grew. And I worked at different organizations and, and ultimately ended up at a large post-secondary and doing career advising and leading a team. And so throughout all of that, you know, I really kind of had this, this same thread. But what, you know, working for this institution um, gave me this opportunity was to access a lot of free courses and programs for tuition support. And so I took these two incredible coaching programs, fell in love with coaching, and that's really where my uh, coaching life began, right, to really immerse myself in that. And so, um, you know, throughout working full time, I've always, always had an entrepreneurial spirit. And so, you know, did coaching on and off throughout. But as of January, I'm now 100% entrepreneur. So that was a long story about my background, but it just kind of shows I didn't know where, where I was going to end up where I started. And I still don't know where I'm going to end up, right, in 10 years. Mm-hmm. Yep. But that's the beauty of it, because... Mm-hmm. Your truth and your purpose is is ever evolving. It's not like you just arrive there. It's something that continues to evolve as you do and you understand it in different ways. Absolutely. I think that's so, so collectively felt is that pressure to, like you said, quote unquote, be something. And because of this pressure, a lot of people stay in those situations that they're not feeling fully happy in. And they realize years later, sort of like you did, that it's just not in alignment and you're doing it for the wrong reasons. But it takes a lot of courage and a lot of courage that unfortunately people just often don't find in the moment to actually acknowledge and break out of that situation that you're in. And I found it really cool the way that you found more alignment actually through being in a situation that was maybe not completely your your purpose or whatever your life's work was but that gave you those resources like it's it's every step in the journey towards yeah. getting that because without being there you maybe wouldn't have gone into those coaching courses that you took that brought you into now coaching right Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I don't have many regrets in life. Um, I am curious what it would have been like to become a psychologist. But then I think, had I gone that route, you know, I may never have been exposed to the field of coaching. And it's just such a beautiful field. And and I think whatever you whatever you do, you do whatever, you know, vocation you pursue and if it's coming from the heart then that's what's what's really important but I'm just really grateful for the path that this you know zigzag led me on for sure yeah yeah it's so interesting with coaching too I've always found it such an interesting concept simply Mm -hmm. because I did not know what coaching was until probably only about two years ago ish when it started to get introduced to me which was right when I started to get into the world of social media and Instagram and I started to see people doing that but up until then all I thought of a coach was like my sports coaches in high school right the origin of it right yeah absolutely yeah so I never quite understood the depth and the power of what it means to actually have a coach, which is really cool to now be able to understand yeah. and see the the impact that you can have or receive 
by working with a coach and just the way that they hold space for you, like you said, you do and allow these transformations to come through and allow you to see parts of yourself that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise seen. Yeah, you put that so beautifully because, you know, again, you have the wisdom within you, like the premise of true coaching really is that you have that resourcefulness and everything you need within you to to solve any problem you have or achieve anything. And, and, you know, our role or my role is just to really help you see that and find those answers and offer those perspectives or different ways of looking things. And to sit with you, I think sometimes in the trenches when your soul is, 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 you know, kind of exposed or you're feeling really raw but again Mm. that's where you really discover who you are and everything Mm -hmm. you've got the courage and the power and the resourcefulness and yeah it's it's a really beautiful beautiful thing to do yeah wow and I think I appreciate your story because I think there can tend to be a misconception when we see other people living in their lives work and who seem to be so naturally in their element doing it, we often fall into thinking that it was just a simple journey for them getting there. And you shared your story, how you had some twists and curves in the journey to you coming to where you are now in your life's work. But what were some of the most significant obstacles you faced in stepping into this life's work? Yeah, that's such a great question. And You know, I really look at it as the journey that brought me here and that journey, you know, it has not been a straightforward or a simple one. Um, You know, as I mentioned, I was working for a, you know, a large employer that I'd been with for 16 years. And really for most of that career, I loved the work I did. And I actually thought I was going to retire from there. And, you know, my coaching businesses really took a back seat, you know, doing them part time. And although it's where I found the most meaning, you know, the energy it took to run a business and work full time was just too much for me. And so, you know, there I was. But, you know, I think the past couple of years for me, as it did for many, um, it really caused me to take a, a good look at my life mm-hmm. and what was important to me, what I wanted from my life and my career. And particularly, you know, when we all moved to working from home, you know, something really shifted in me and I no longer um, felt that fulfillment or engagement I once did. And I didn't feel like I was doing work that was meaningful to me anymore that aligned with who I was authentically. And it was an interesting shift to have happen, you know, mm-hmm. because it just, there I was suddenly feeling something very different. And there were signs it was building. Um, however, yeah. there I was. And, you know, I, here's another, I think, really important piece is that I was really good at what I did and very successful. But I wasn't enjoying it. And, you know, so many people are doing things that they're good at and successful at, but it's eating their soul. And so, um, you know, it wasn't aligned with who I was authentically anymore. And who you are changes over time. I think you've mentioned that, too. You know, we evolve. And 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 so what really serves us at one time maybe doesn't serve us again. And so, um, you know, my signs, you know, I was feeling overwhelmed. I was anxious, had a lot of anxiety, you know, I had burnout and I was just really starting to become very unwell physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. And I kept trying to convince myself, just keep pushing through. These feelings are going to pass. You know, I shouldn't be feeling this way or, you know, I should be able to figure this out or I can't dare make a change right now. 
you know, but I wasn't able to figure it out or push through it. And I really literally came to a breaking point where my physical and mental health deteriorated. And I remember someone asking me at that time, you know, what do you need, Carol? Like, what do you need? And I couldn't figure out what I needed. All I could think of was I just needed some space. I just Mm. need some space to breathe. So I actually went on a leave for almost three months. And I'm sharing all of this because, you know, I suspect for some, they'll be able to relate to some pieces of this. And, you know, I think it's important to share our stories if they can help others in some ways as well. And so, you know, I went on that leave. And for the first few days, I went into this high gear. I was trying to figure it out and use this time to fix everything. But I was in such a heightened emotional state that it was just impossible for me to think clearly at all, let alone fix anything. And so instead, you know, I gave myself permission to focus on taking care of myself. I created space to simply be, to acknowledge what I was feeling, to, you know, feel what I was feeling, get grounded and just reconnect with myself. And another important piece is I sought out, you know, professional help to support my physical and mental health. Mm -hmm. And, This was so transformational for me. You know, this space, it was like a cocoon or incubator. And I was just able to really take an honest look at my life and what I wanted, what I needed. And I also, you know, looked at those fears and beliefs holding me back, you know, right, right in the eye, right? They were an important part of that. And so, you know, I gained clarity and courage and I made some uh, really important decisions. And then in January, you know, an opportunity presented itself. And, uh, you know, I said goodbye to the employer I'd been with for 16 years. And, you know, I have nothing but appreciation and respect and gratitude for all my time uh, there. You know, the, the relationships I developed and the opportunities. Um but it was time and something got so loud in me that I had to listen. And so here I am now able to immerse myself completely in my business and do this life's work. Um, and I'm happier. My mental and physical health is so much better. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm happier and healthier than I've really been, you know, for years. And I can say that turning 60 next January, you know, I can mm-hmm. say I'm at a place where I'm truly honor, honoring who I am and living an authentic life and owning my gifts and callings and trying things that scare me, like doing a podcast, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and I needed every single one of those opportunities and hard situations that brought me to my knees uh, to bring me where I am today. So it's, it's, it is a process and an evolution. Wow, Carol, thank you for sharing your story so openly and vulnerably. It, I think of that course. is a lot of what people will connect with as well. Yeah. And it's so true about the way that you you created that space for yourself and the, the power you mentioned that had. And I know we talked about this just a couple yeah. of days ago, but I mean, I'm in a similar space right now too, so I can relate to mm. everything you just said so, so deeply. But it's true that those signs just start building up louder and louder and you start to notice those little signs that are telling you you need to create that space. But the first tendency we have is to push through and just kind of think that things are going to get better, right? And I think you mentioned one thing that is so important and I think that having someone to ask you what you need in that time to actually be able to see that something's not right with you or maybe you express that to someone if you feel safe and 
have them ask what you need because we don't often think about that in our own minds. We just keep pushing through. But if, if someone poses the question to you and you can take a minute to sit back and really think about, okay, yeah, what do I actually need in this time? And I think that's a lot of what you do as a coach as well is creating that space and asking those questions that maybe people wouldn't ask themselves, right? And it it all kind of circles back into and it evolves into what you are doing now, which is really cool to see as you put the story forth in front of us. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it too, I think, comes down to like you said, you were good at what you were doing. And that's the case for a lot of people. And it's it's being able to look back and see, yes, competency is one thing. And we have competency in a lot of different areas in our lives. But that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what we're meant to do. There's something beyond the competency that actually lies within our purpose. Absolutely. Beautifully put. Yeah, so and the whole the whole space thing too, like sometimes you know you can ask that in two ways of people too, and it's like I need space from dot dot dot. I need space to dot dot dot. And sometimes if you don't know what you want or need, just even asking yourself that question, it'll come to you, right? You know, I I need space from all this noise, from all this business, all this etc. I need space to think, to breathe, to pause, right? And just changing how you ask that question. Some really interesting things come up for people. Mm, I love that. I've never really thought of it that way. But Mm -hmm. just that one simple word can make such a difference in the way that question. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So let's go into a little bit more of the work that you actually do. And I know much of the work you do is around creating space for your clients to align with their true self and live a life that is authentic to them. So for anyone who feels disconnected from their self, what does it look like to live from a place of authenticity and connection with yourself? And how can we recognize that special thing within each of us that makes us unique. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we hear so much, like, especially like on social media and places about being authentic and living an authentic life. And I think that can put a lot of pressure on people too to, to, you know, live your values and, and all of that. And, but what does that really mean for people and how do you achieve that? Right. And uh, I read, I think I shared with this with you before, but I read that the odds of you being born are, I think it was one in 400 trillion and maybe even one in 400 quadrillion. I, I can't even wrap my head around that. <laughs> despite those odds, here you are, here I am, here we are, right? Yeah. And yeah, and to add to that, we're a planet of, we're going to be a planet of almost 8 billion people soon, right? 8 billion people. And of that 8 billion people, and against those odds, there is only one you, one me, right? No one else exists, has existed, or will ever exist, who is the exactly same, right? Hmm, I love that. Let that that sink in for a minute. Like when I read that, I was like, oh, yeah, wow. Just, yeah, letting that sink, that hits. Yeah. Hmm. One in 400 trillion, 
Only one you and eight billion people, right? Yeah, and so I think, you know, each of us too, and I think, you know, you've had other speakers reference some similar things, but we all, you are created, I am created with a really unique design written into your being that's that's always been there and, you know, was there before you were born. That's my belief. Um, and what this is to me is your essence and that is your authentic self. And that's your, you know, sometimes people are like, well, I still don't get it. What is this essence, authentic self? And another way of looking at it is it's, it's your exclusive way of being and expressing who you are in this world. It's your way of being in this world, you know? And so how do you bring that uniqueness forth, right? For me, you know, authenticity is really about, um, permission that you give yourself to be who you are, right? Yeah. A conscious connection to your heart and soul, right? You know, awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Awareness and clarity of who you are, what matters, your inherent gifts, your talents, and showing up fully and living in alignment with that. That's, that's how I um, define authenticity for myself. So. I think then a lot of the talk around this authenticity comes with talk around your purpose and living in your mm -hmm. dharma, which is your soul's purpose, what you were brought yeah. on this earth to do. And all of this talk builds up an ideal that the only way to live your purpose is to be earning an income from doing it. Yeah. So yeah. is work the only way to incorporate a sense of purpose in your life or yeah. is there another way? Yeah, I think purpose is is your life. It isn't what you do per se or, or what your job is. And I think, you know, this connection to self and that foundation, you know, I mentioned it's, it is the foundation of everything I do because it brings you home to this place where that wisdom and courage and potential lives for yourself to, to change or heal or achieve anything in your life. And when you're in alignment with that essence and who you are authentically, that's when you can really live your purpose and potential. And I intentionally say live your potential, not achieve it, because it's not here I am, I've achieved it, I'm done, right? Mm -hmm. And But again, most of us don't know how to do that, or we hold ourselves back. And I think, you know, we have self-doubt and fear and all of those things. Um, and, you know, and I, and I think I said, you know, it's more than that one special thing. Um, that's within us. I think it's about many things. It's about understanding and acknowledging and embracing those parts of us in all our forms. Um, and going to your, your, you know, reference to purpose and Dharma and all of that. Um, there's a lot of pressure on people to find their purpose, find mm -hmm. their passion, right? Yeah. I think this can really set up an expectation for some of us that's difficult or impossible to achieve. And and I really think how that purpose shows up for us is really unique. Um, and so, you know, finding a purpose that might not resonate with everyone, right? And it didn't for me. And in fact, it put a lot of pressure on me to find it, right? To be, to it, to find it. Those mm -hmm. words, those little words that have yeah. such big impact, you know, as if like finding my purpose, um, you know, would magically make my life have meaning. And so instead of, you know saying finding your perf purpose, it really is about serving a purpose and living with meaning and intention in life. 
that's how it really resonates with me. And, and it really evolves. Um, you know, for me, it, it's honoring myself, showing up, owning my gifts, acting with intention. And, you know, for me, it's, it's also about being able to look back at my life and say, you know, I lived well and I made the lives of others better. And so how it shows up for each of us is unique, you know, and only you can define what it means for you. You know, maybe mm. it shows up as a calling. Maybe it's a dream you have. Maybe it's intuition. Maybe it's a passion. Maybe it's a longing or an aspiration or an ambition. Maybe it's some innate talents or traits you have. You know, maybe you're an artist, right? Maybe you're a musician. Um, it, a special way you communicate with people. And I think if you, you look at it from that perspective, sometimes it takes that, that pressure off um, off of people. Yeah. So your purpose really can come from just having that self-awareness and bringing consciousness and attention to the way you're going about your life and like kind of noticing the little talents you have or noticing the way you feel and flow when you're in conversation with people around certain things. And I think it's oftentimes that thing that we think just everyone has naturally and it, it comes to everyone naturally, but it's truly just something that you have. And if you were to ask other people, maybe they wouldn't find it so natural as well, like you do. Mm, yeah, and absolutely. I love that. I love that point that you make about finding your purpose versus living with purpose, because I think that ties into this too, is when you're in that action of trying to find your purpose, you're seeking something that doesn't actually exist. But really, your purpose is already there. It already exists within you. So it comes from living purposefully, living with meaning and doing the things you do on a daily basis with meaning, with intention, that that's where your purpose arises from. And you maybe find yourself living in your purpose almost in a way that wasn't so rigidly defined, but you you stumble upon it because you were just living purposely. Yeah. I, I love that. And in that finding a purpose, well, what do you do when you find it? Well, okay, I found it. What do I do with it now? Right? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's the evolution of it, I think, that's so important. And I think for some, they still struggle with how to, you know, get that feeling. And sometimes your need for purpose really shows up when you're lacking it, right? Or feeling lost or stuck or unfulfilled. And so, you know, the language that you use around it isn't, isn't as important as the message that it sends you. And so I think listening to that um, is really important um, to what it's telling you and to trust it. And maybe you define your purpose. Maybe you don't. Maybe you want to. Maybe you don't. Maybe it's attached to income. Maybe it isn't. You know, and that's really all okay. But when you get really deeply grounded in the essence of who you are, purpose reveals itself and it shows itself exactly as it needs to for you. So, you know, the more it evolves, the more you become aligned with that, you know, that person you were born to be, that you continue to become. Yeah. And it, it totally is an involvement, which almost makes me want to look at the contrast on the other side and ask you, like, what do you see as a result of people who never seek to live out that deeper purpose or never actually intentionally start living with purpose? 
Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's a really personal experience for people and personal choice, I think, whether you consciously seek this out or not. And I think for many people, they live very fulfilling lives. And they might not even think about this on a deep, you know, on a deeper level. But where I see a lack of purpose show up for people is when they aren't living in alignment with who they are authentically. And it's a point where it actually can start harming them. And so, you know, like the things I was feeling when that was happening to me, it shows up often in things like feeling of unhappiness or overwhelm, burnout, anxiety, lack of motivation, low energy, sadness, fatigue, so many things. And they're just, these are signs that your body and soul are trying to give you, I think, that you or that something isn't really in alignment. And so again, listening to them is so important because if you don't, they will often do something to make you listen, like a breakdown, right? And, you know, I think as humans, we often push ourselves to that breaking point and we don't listen. But, you know, I think there's often something deep inside of us yearning to get out or to be seen and heard. And I think if you really listen to that and give yourself permission to feel it and look at it, that's your essence and authentic self, you know, calling out for a deeper sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And it totally does often f- show up in that tension of yeah. just feeling unhappy where you are or feeling dissatisfied. And I think oftentimes as that build is, as that builds up, it shows up as something like irritability or reactiveness or short tempered, short temperedness in other areas of your life as well. So you start to notice it just as your general being, as your vibrational frequency, you're just at this low frequency of dissatisfaction with life in general. And that's maybe a sign to look at that it's time to start doing some introspection and start maybe even bringing more intention into the way you're living your life. And that doesn't have to mean, say, like quitting your job, but it could be showing up to that job that you're in with more intention, with more purpose and meaning. Absolutely. And I think the flip side of that is, is really taking time to um, acknowledge and respect and honor, you know, the gift that you are in this world, but also this awareness and self-discovery of, of what's important to you. What are your values? What are your interests, your strengths, your talents, your motivators, your aspirations, your hopes, your dreams, right? Because when we know something's not right, we don't necessarily know it's because those aren't, things aren't in alignment. We just know we're feeling, you know, really crappy with that, Um you know, and with that, though, looking at that, you know, sometimes you have to go through some tough stuff, make yourself vulnerable and really look at what's holding you back or, you know, that that this isn't OK to be this way anymore. But when you do those things, it just brings you closer in alignment to that person you are authentically. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, too, as I hear you say this, I know for a lot of my life and still to an extent, I hadn't really actually defined what my values are, what my dreams are, what my goals are, what I want to achieve in this lifetime and how I want to show up, like who I want to show up as. And just all these things that it can make a difference if you have somewhat of an understanding of what that is. And you spend your time, spend some time with yourself asking yourself those questions. And those are also questions of which the answer to them can evolve over time. But it's good to start actually just thinking on it and having that in your mind. Because 
I mean, I, like I said, I'm still working on this now and still defining these things, but not even having those is, is a place of living unconsciously as well. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautifully put. And I think, you know, we're not even aware that that's, like I said, why that's happening, but when you actually look at maybe your values and interests and your traits and all of that and really understand from that perspective, then sometimes you can go, ah, that's why this doesn't fit. That's why I don't feel good doing this or when this is happening. Right. So it's, it really is that self-awareness and discovery that is so crucial. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Beautifully said. So now we've discussed living a life of authenticity and living with purpose. For someone who wants to explore this way of being, where can they start? How can people start coming home to their authentic self and actually experience the expansiveness of connecting with themselves? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. You've got such great questions. Um, you know, and, and again, this is a very uh, personal and unique experience for each of us. And I think it really comes down to what creates that positive energy for you. And where does your inspiration flow from? You know, it might be through meditation. It might be exercising nature, quiet reflection with a cup of tea, painting, music. And so I think an important first step is just really finding those spaces um, or what does that for you and creating dedicated time to spend there. And for me, connecting with myself on a deep level really comes from creating space for stillness. And stillness is a really, really important part for me. And one daily ritual I have is first thing in the morning as I sit with my coffee, I listen to this really calming music and I call it my music meditation, but it really is sacred time for me to be still and grounded and connected. And I also walk daily where I go to one of a number of ponds in my area. And for me, there's just something so powerful about nature that's so grounding that really is where myself lies and where I find that connection. And so I think stillness and space are powerful ways to access that and activate and align that. And Deepak Chopra calls this your field of pure unlimited potentiality. And I really love that. So it's, it's where you can experience that connection with yourself and the expansiveness of who you are. And I was thinking about expansiveness too, because that's a big word. Like that's a big word. And people are like, what does that mean? And, you know, I think really that's the breadth, the full breadth of who you are in all your greatness, in all your wisdom, in all your potential, in all your realness, all your rawness. And it isn't only about experiencing things when you're at your best, right? I think it's also for when you're going through the most difficult times in your life, when you're struggling or suffering. And I don't think we often acknowledge those parts of us enough, or we ignore them, or we push through them again, and or we don't share them. We certainly don't share them, because what, what will others think, you know? But I think when you um, can give yourself that space, uh, you need to be completely honest and real and sit with yourself in your highest highs and lowest lows 
and embrace that person, like that's when you experience the full expansiveness, you know, of who you are, you know, and it can be as simple as taking five minutes a day to devote to yourself, to slow things down a bit and just simply be right. And we all have five minutes, right? Yeah. If you don't have five minutes, then you can make five minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You mentioned, you know, our world, there's so much busyness, like busyness, you know, you often say to someone, how are you doing? Well, I'm so busy. I don't have time to do that. And I don't know where to start. Um, You know, and I think there's so much of that external and internal noise and that makes it difficult for us to really create that space sometimes or hear anything like our intuition or higher self trying to talk to us. And, you know, we spend so much of our time in the past or future and we kind of pass through these present moments of our life. And so that five minutes on a consistent basis can just be life changing, truly. Yeah. And I like your point about busyness. And I think that today busyness is worn with like a badge of honor. The busier you are, the more you're doing, the more productive you are. And it's just something that people put on a pedestal. And I've really been contemplating the word busy and the energy that it holds when I use it. And I actually heard this somewhere. I can't remember. I think it was on a podcast somewhere. So I wish I could give credits to who it was, but I can't remember where it was. But I've really reframed the word that I use in my mind and when I'm speaking when I talk about busyness and I actually use the word full now. So if I have a, what I would have said before as a busy week, now I have a full week. It's just a week full of things, commitments, whatever else it is, but it has such a different energy being busy or having a full day or having a full week. It doesn't hold that same energy behind it meaning in the way that you would like hold it as a badge of honor, like we're saying. I 100% and I, I too try to avoid saying I'm so busy. Oh, I'm so busy because it's like, what do you do with that information? Like, what do you do with that information? When someone tells you that, right? Like, is that serving you? And you know, life isn't all sunshine and lollipops, but um, you know, the language we use to, explain ourselves or what we do is is uh is really really powerful are you open to playing a little bit with me yeah let's do yeah. it yeah would you like to try something with me and and kind of go into that space and see how it feels mm, okay yeah okay awesome okay wonderful and so i invite anyone listening uh to this to do this to join us as well and so all right you have my full openness (laughs) wonderful wonderful and so this is just one way that you can kind of go into that space and so lisa i invite you to close your eyes get comfortable take a few deep breaths and for anyone else who's listening And with each breath, you become calmer and more relaxed. You feel completely grounded and safe in this space. And all is well in this moment. And as you relax further, bring your full awareness to this space you're in right now. Simply notice how you feel right now. Your feet on the floor. Wiggle your toes. 
Feel your legs, your hips, your spine, chest, arms, hands, your face, your head. And feel the temperature of the room you're in. Any sounds around you, any sensations in your body. This space is reserved just for you to bring your whole self forward, who you truly are, with no expectations or judgment. It's a space to simply be. There's no right or wrong in this space. There's nothing you need to do. Nowhere you need to be other than right here, right now, in this moment. And as you breathe in, invite positive energy into your body. And as you exhale, release any negative energy that does not serve you. And invite whatever needs to show up or come forth for you to do so today. And now imagine a beautiful place, a place where you feel very peaceful. Take in the beauty of this place, what's around you, what you're doing, how you're feeling, sounds you hear, colors and smells, and any other sensations you experience and really breathe in the energy this place offers. You feel a deep sense of belonging and contentment in this place. This is where your essence and higher self lives. This is the person who's always been there and who will always be there to guide you. So just take a moment to connect with that. Now imagine you're looking into a mirror. And with your hand on your heart, look deeply into your eyes. Take that person all in. Look at her with compassion and kindness and acceptance and without judgment or expectation to simply be with her. Acknowledge all that she has been through in life and the lessons that have come along the way and appreciate the love, strength, and wisdom behind those eyes and let it warm you to the core of your being. This is your true self, the person you're becoming one day at a time. Come home to that person and remember who you are. And in this space of stillness and connection, ask yourself, is there an area of my life I would like guidance or clarity on? And as you reflect on that, let your higher self and intuition guide you. So you ask yourself the following questions. Who am I when I'm connected and true to myself? What holds me back? 
from being my true self. What do I want more of in life? What do I want less of? What matters most in life? What would I like to invite or call forth for myself in this moment right now? Is there anything I need to release or heal for me to be completely true to myself? What is one thing I will regret not doing in my lifetime if I don't do it? And what is one thing I can do right now to make even a little shift to help make that happen and come true? So just take a moment to let this whole experience with yourself sink in. And to help you remember this moment of deep connection, can you think of something such as a word, an image, a color, or something tangible that represents the experience you've just had? And this is a gift to remind you of who you are, to stand in your truth, to know you are always loved, and to support you. And sit in the space as long as you need. And when you're ready, Elise, you can open your eyes. There she is. So wow. is there anything that really resonated most that you want to share? Or how was that experience for you? I mean, this is your personal experience. So only what you want to share. Hmm. I feel like I need that, like, I think for me personally and anyone listening, I feel like I'm going to replay that, like, Ooh. as, like, a morning thing to do. Nice. I loved those questions, and what was really coming up for me is um, what I needed more of was actually more um, adventure and play and playfulness. Mm -hmm. But also what was coming up was more time for stillness and silence too, which was an interesting little bit of a contrast. Um, but I think that those both fit very well into life. And it came to you, you knew your intuition, your higher self knows what you need. It really does. And it's not just one thing you do. Sometimes it is playfulness that'll bring this high, high energy. Sometimes it's stillness and calm that'll bring this just quiet peacefulness, right? Yeah. And that's such a, a great place to start, I think, too, of connecting with yourself. And then from having this exercise now under my belt, it's like I feel like I can start doing the journaling or start yeah like I feel like this is a place that I can revisit you know yeah yeah I feel like especially when you told us to go to 
that safe space and imagine the the environment and the textures and the colors and the energy of the environment we were in I was just picturing this serene like jungle environment Mm -hmm. with rich lush nature and trees and animals and just this vibrant energy that I feel like I have this space now that I can return to yeah that's that's, beautiful yeah yeah and it it really like gives me an an actual tangible place to like this is my place where I go to connect with my higher self now right And, and you're there it's there and and again how did that come to you it's it's because it's within you and someone else might imagine a completely different place and that's why I think it's important not to set it up in, in a certain way. It's, it's what it is for you. And, you know, you mentioned journaling and I think like just even taking five minutes to be still to see what comes up, right? Just five minutes. Then maybe you journal, then maybe you go for a run, then maybe you do a multitude of things, but just taking five minutes to say, what do I need right now? What do I want for myself today? You know, there's so many different questions you can ask yourself, but asking the question is so important, right? Yeah. The way I see that too is like those five minutes are almost like the opening of the portal, the opening of the door to allowing your intuition and higher self to actually communicate with you. Because when we go from our energetic lives and being caught up in all the external things that we're doing in a day and then just sit down and try to connect immediately Mm -hmm. through journaling or whatever it is it's you still have all that noise but those five minutes just allow yeah your intuition to come through yeah yeah I'm so glad that you just did that without giving me any warning or anything I didn't have any (laughs) expectations that was such a cool experience for me and I hope that anyone listening joined in and did it too or if you're on the go maybe come back to this point in the episode and try just sitting with it when you have a minute to sit down and yeah Yeah, I think it is so powerful to do and I think this is and this is the part I really love about the work I do too because it's you know I'll just say okay let's just take a moment can we can would it be okay if we just paused for a couple minutes Right. And it's just amazing to see someone sink into that space. Right. And you almost see them just go, ah, right. And what comes out of there? It's just beautiful. It's just beautiful and tough sometimes, but beautiful still in that, you know, totally. There's beauty in that toughness Mm -hmm. in the difficult things that arise from those places too, because I think we often think that it's often just going to be, beautiful things that come from it yeah oh I'm on a beach and I'm seeing this beautiful sunset but yeah and I think this is where part of that intuition and connection is connection to your emotions and and honoring acknowledging the emotions that you have that are coming up and just saying oh you know I'm feeling this what's behind that right totally so I guess then moving forward once you've practiced things like this and you feel like you're starting to connect with yourself and get to that deeper level of knowing yourself and honoring that version of you that's really true to yourself, 
what can we then do from this place of connection with yourself? How do we take the next step to bringing this now whole and complete self into the collective, into the world, and potentially maybe being part of something bigger than just ourselves? Yeah. And I love how you say, you know, that connection to yourself helps you have a deeper connection with others. And I think that's really so powerful. And, and, you know, I've really been thinking, you know, like, who am I and how am I connected to that larger society? And and how is honoring my gift or calling contributing to that, you know, something bigger, that greater good? And I think, you know, it goes back to the chat we were having or what we, when we were talking about purpose and, you know, serving a purpose and being of service. And so, you know, finding purpose for myself and that deep connection is I think I think you have to start there to then be able to bring that forward, but then asking yourself from that place, how can I now be of service to others because of that gift I have or because of my calling or serve a purpose for the greater good? And I think even just asking yourself that question is important, you know, and as one of those almost 8 billion people on this planet, you know, it can be difficult at times, I think, to imagine how can one person make a difference? How can I make a difference? You know, or we might feel like really helpless at times to process some of the stuff that goes on in the world that's going on that has gone on. And I think we feel kind of helpless sometimes. But there's a quote by Rumi that I just love that I think really captures it. And it's, you are not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. And I think it it's that connectedness that we have and that what, you, you know, that you matter and that what you say and do matters. And I think it's about really conscious choice and intention. You know, it's about asking yourself, how do I want to show up? How do I want to be in my life? And who and how do I choose to be as part of of society? You know, and I didn't ask myself that question until just fairly recently, I would say. And so, I mean, I, th- I know a lot of people ask themselves that and are very connected to that. But I think a lot of people aren't. And so going back to, you know, what is your gift and your calling? And, you know, if, if, if it's that unique way of showing up and your traits and talents that you have and your unique way of expressing yourself, how can I consciously pay that forward then? in a way that might just make the world a little better or someone's life a little better. And you define what bigger is. Like it can be simple things you do, ways you show you care, kind words. It can be through your talents like art and music, the work you do or the contribution, you know, you make to your society or your community. But it can be as simple as a smile to someone when you pass them in the street. And I think we don't realize how powerful that that can be. And, you know, it isn't always about accepting what's going on in the world around you or turning a blind eye to something that's deeply affecting you. But it's about asking yourself, how can I respond or act in a way that I think serves that greater good rather than contributes to a negative energy? And and I love my quotes. Um, there's another one by Ram Das, and it's, you know, it's we're, we're all just walking each other home. And, you know, although we each have our own unique journey in this life, we're all in it together. And so, you know, love each other, be kind, lift each other up, elevate each other, 
you know, choose to see the good in others. And, you know, the world's a better place because you're in it. So bring that, bring that forward. What a beautiful way to wrap up this conversation. Mm-hmm. And I, I also love that showing up with purpose can just be showing up and giving a stranger on the street a smile or showing up with more intention in your relationships, in your interactions with your family. And it really is just this slow evolution of you stepping into yourself and your purpose, because it's like that first little step is connecting with yourself. And then you bring that into your relationships. And then from being in your relationships in this new frequency, in this new way, then maybe you start to open your eyes to a different way you can show up to society or to your community, even just your local community, bringing that sense of purpose and it just builds upon itself. But I think we often skip those middle steps and we go, okay, great. I've connected with myself. And now how can I serve the world? Right. Or change the world. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty big. Yeah. 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 So I love that you touched on that it might be, how can I help my neighbor today? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do to, you know, be, you know, be a little kinder to someone. And a lot of people want to change the world and change things on yeah. a big scale, which is a great aspiration to have. But I think we underestimate the impact that, yeah, like having that time with your neighbor to help them out or those kids on the street that maybe need help or someone that you can yeah. just offer a smile yeah. or a blessing to we underestimate those little things and the impact that they can have not only on that person, but also inwards and building your own sense of feeling purposeful in the way that you're showing up. Mm -hmm. So true. And, you know, that one drop, that one little thing you do becomes an ocean, right? If we all did one little drop, right? Two little drops, three, right? And the ripple effect of that so true the ripple effect is so powerful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well i want to just extend so much gratitude to you carol for coming Mm -hmm. on and creating such a special sacred space today with us on the podcast this was such a beautiful exchange of energy i really feel Mm -hmm. energized from our conversation and i hope that anyone listening feels the same way But I want to ask you one last question. How can people connect further with you and potentially explore working with you? Yeah, for sure. First of all, I want to thank you, Elise, for giving me this opportunity to to, um, be part of this very special project, Courage Project that you're doing. And you are really, truly a very special soul. And I'm just really honored to be a part of this. So thank you. Yeah. And I would love to hear from anyone who's listening. And so people can reach out to me through my website at carolwert.com or on Instagram and Facebook at carolwertcoaching. And if someone really wants to learn more about what I do, they can book a complimentary uh, 45 minute call and learn more about me. We learn more about each other and see if the programs I offer is a fit. But I'm really excited that I am now going to be offering a very special individual session that is a one hour one. And it's an experience we'll have together where you can really come home to yourself. And so maybe some similarities to what you did 
we just did, but very different because it's it's unique to everybody. And really, it's a sanctuary and a safe space for people to show up and care for what needs, you know, caring for, for whatever's coming up for them. Um, you know, even if they don't know what they want or need, it's a, it's a place to just be in all of that. And um, it's a way to try out what coaching is or just a place to attend to something that needs a little TLC in their life. And so um, I welcome the opportunity to, yeah, to offer that or invite a conversation with someone around that. Oh, yeah. Well, thank you for your beautiful words for one thing. And I also think that this one-off coaching opportunity is something that I want to bring everyone's attention to because like I said before, I never really understood coaching before, especially to the extent that I do now that I've experienced it. I'm currently working with a coach. So if anyone has feels called to potentially explore doing this with Carol, even just this one-off session, I think it's really powerful to actually experience that expansiveness of what a coaching call can do for you and what it can open your eyes to. And it can be a very transformative experience, even just one call, which is really cool that you're offering that. So thank you. I hope I will have all the links to reach Carol in the episode description. And I hope that you check it out if you feel called to. Wonderful. Thank you again. Yeah. Thank you, Carol. Have an awesome day, everybody. Mm, What an energizing and expansive experience that was with Carol. Not only the conversation, but the little meditation that she walked us through as well. If you're listening while on a walk or busy doing something else on the go and didn't get a chance to actually sit down and partake in that meditation, I absolutely recommend to go back to that section and actually do the meditation. It felt so connecting and grounding for me, so I hope you felt the same way or do feel the same way, and I hope you really enjoyed and took a lot from that conversation. I know I did. And I would love to hear your thoughts. Let me know what this inspired within you, how it made you feel. Did it make you feel a little bit more connected to yourself or inspire you to start to connect with yourself a little bit deeper? Tag me on Instagram, share this episode, or even just send me a message and let me know your thoughts. Your feedback truly means the world to me. So connect with me on socials on either my personal account or the podcast account. They're both always linked in the episode descriptions. Send me a message. And with that in mind, if you are enjoying these conversations on the podcast, I invite you to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. That lights me up to see what you're loving about the show. So, without further ado, I am sending you so much love and light for an absolutely beautiful day whenever you're listening into this. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye!